Good morning. I, I, I suppose. Thank you for enjoying it with, with a hefty Imperial Stout six-pack. Because we need it. We need it! Uh, the Scotty Six-Pack, the only podcast that is bringing you a dejected Badger fan directly to your earballs now. Uh, thank you for listening. I am your host, Kedrick Stumbrus. You can follow me on the website, formerly known as Twitter, at Kedrick Stumbrus, and follow the podcast at Scotty Six-Pack. For the latest updates in Wisconsin sports, while you are here, hit the subscribe button, hit that like button, which I had a listener tell me, I don't know where to find the like button. Well, you find it on YouTube, where you can also watch this podcast, youtube.com slash at scummy six pack. If you are watching there, uh, hit that bell so you get notified as soon as we upload new episodes. Also, you'll notice that we're still tinkering with the background with this setup. Uh, very excited because I have lived in this apartment now uh, for many a month and we are finally getting it uh, accustomed to me me doing regular work here. So uh, that's very exciting. But uh, I, I thought I could I thought I could pull a nifty transition out of, out of that statement, but I could not. Uh, but in terms of people who do not, I guess, consistently for 40 minutes do work, uh, the Wisconsin Badgers. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I don't think this podcast is going to be 40 minutes long, but we're going to give you a better, you know, 20, 25 minutes than the Wisconsin Badgers did last night. That That is for dang sure. Um That's uh, that's that's the I, I've never promised anything like that to anyone before. Uh, but well, we're going to give it a go. Uh, the Wisconsin Badgers fall to the Nebraska Cornhuskers in overtime, 80 to 72. Wisconsin did not just walk into Pinnacle Bank, into the vault, despite putting up 43 first half points, despite leading by 16 at the half, despite leading by 19, Wisconsin loses and is now 120 wins and one loss since the year of our Lord 2000 when leading by 15 or more points at halftime. Ooh. It's rough. It's rough. Uh, it, it, it is rough, but I, I think there are some things that you look at it, you try to take away from it, and, and think, all right, we, we know what's wrong with this team. Um, and I think Greg Gard also knows what what is wrong with this team, what what needs to change uh, from this game to the next, because Wisconsin's got a huge tilt with Purdue on Sunday. So what a dichotomy between two halves. And I'm sorry that I've gotten almost four minutes into year without saying that. Um, uh, but this is, this is, I think Badger fans are allowed to feel a certain type of way within reason about this game. Um, in the within reason I'll get to here, but I, I think it is important to point out that 
if you just took the first 20 minutes of this game and said, that's the game, there's a lot, there's a lot to feel good about. There's it's, it wasn't perfect. It wasn't perfect. Um, but there's a lot to feel good about. I, I talked about this actually, and, I, and I'm experimenting with doing this. I think we're definitely going to do it for the Purdue game on Sunday. Um, starting to go live on, I guess you call it X spaces now. Um, spaces going live on spaces on the website, formerly known as Twitter. Follow me there at Kedrick Stumbrus. Um, to do a little halftime assessment of Wisconsin basketball. What's going right? What's going wrong? Uh, I'd take some listener calls, listener questions, listener events. Uh, if the game on Sunday is going poorly, uh, 20 minutes in. Uh, but we went, we hopped onto spaces and thank you to the, I believe there were 15 people who hopped in um, over the, over the course of it. And AJ store started out super hot, had, what was it? 20, 23 first half points, something absolutely bonkers. Um AJ store performed incredibly admirably. Oh, sorry. Not 23, 18, 18 first half points for AJ store. It's three of six uh, on three pointers. Looks, looks awesome. And, and is shooting the lights out of the gym, but not just doing that. Also driving the baseline looking really solid. Nebraska went on a seven Oh run in the first half, but Wisconsin responded with a seven Oh run of its own. Uh, by Chucky Hepburn scoring seven unanswered points in a span of 44 seconds near the end of the first half. And what I had said at the half was, this is the difference between this Wisconsin Badgers team and last year's Wisconsin Badgers team, which blew a 17-point lead at Nebraska. <laughs> um, what was that? This team, which falls into these scoring droughts, gets itself back out of it. Well... Then this team goes in the second half and doesn't just blow a 7-0 run. Nebraska goes on a 22-3 scoring run and completely changes the game. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And, and it goes back to what we said in an episode of the, of this show a couple of weeks back about how if you aren't paying attention yet to college basketball because you had been waiting for the NFL season to wrap up, you'd been waiting for college football to wrap up, you, you wouldn't have known that, hey, this is not your father's. This is not, someone, as somebody else put it this week, this isn't even your older brother's Wisconsin basketball team. This is a high-flying offense and, weirdly enough, a questionable defense because for as good as the offense is, by predictive metrics, like Purdue's got a much better defense than Wisconsin. Illinois's got a much better defense than Wisconsin. These teams that are peers in the rankings to Wisconsin have much better defenses by these same metrics. And it's it's nights like tonight where that catches up with the Badgers eventually. Um, because... Wisconsin gives up, you know, much better three-point shooting in the second half to Nebraska, mostly because C.J. Wilcher at one point goes five of five from three, is playing out of his mind. He misses two more after that, but just 
goes goes off. Um, and, and some of these were not, you know, wi- wide open looks. Some of these are just Nebraska made shots. Um, so all of that is to say that Wisconsin had some defensive issues in this game. That that is that is for certain. Um, but if you dig into the box score, the the defense was not really. I think the reason Wisconsin lost this game. Um, Wisconsin allowed Nebraska to shoot 33.3% from three, just under 45% from the field overall. Nebraska did shoot 26 free throws, which is quite a bit more than teams typically shoot against Wisconsin, but some weirdness there with Nebraska not getting called for a foul in the second half until there were like three minutes remaining in regulation. Although I don't think Wisconsin lost this game because of the officiating, because I do think that some of the calls that went Wisconsin's way were questionable. It was a weirdly officiated game. I didn't think it was super great either way. Maybe Wisconsin got a little bit of a raw end of the deal. Um, but I think Wisconsin probably loses the game regardless. Um, this team ultimately lost because even though it is tied 18 to 18 in points off of turnovers, Wisconsin turned the ball over 16 times in the game to Nebraska's 12. So four more turnovers points off of turnovers tied and a four doesn't seem like a ton, but Wisconsin coming into the game, turned the ball over 9.8 times per game on average and had turned the ball over just six times in the first half. It's like, okay, well, they committed 10 more turnovers in the second half. Yeah, that's bad. It's not like super egregious. But there was this point in time when Wisconsin had gone on this 8-0, or had gone on, ah, sorry. When Nebraska had gone on this 22-3 run, all of a sudden it's the under-8 timeout, and Wisconsin has committed nine turnovers and has scored nine points in the half. It was not good. Wisconsin, who scored 43 points in the first half of this game, then went through the next 20 minutes, the next full first half, plus another five minutes of overtime, where Wisconsin was one of seven from the field. Wisconsin, 43 points in the first 20 minutes, and then 29 in the next 25. That's not good. This loss was on the high-flying offense. And not just that they couldn't get shots to fall, it was that this offense didn't do what it's built to do, which is play through the paint, which is play through Tyler Wall and Steven Crowell, who combined for seven shots from the floor in this game. Seven. When Wisconsin beat Nebraska at home, those two shot the ball from the floor a combined 15 times. Your two main post players, your two forwards, got seven shots on the game. Steven Crowell played horrendously. Steven Crowell got one point. He couldn't get one bucket from the floor to go. Your starting center, who is in his fourth year playing Big Ten college basketball, got one point and no shots on the floor to go. You can't have that. You can't have it 
And, and Wisconsin, yes, was only outscored by two in the paint in the second half in overtime, outscored by four in the paint in the first half. But the shot selection on the game was a problem. The Badgers shot 31 three-pointers, three-point attempts, and shot 64 shots from the field in total. It it is a margin that is significantly higher than what the Badgers shoot in an average game in in terms of the proportion of shots they take from deep compared to the shots they take inside the three-point arc. So Wisconsin is settling four shots, and we did say this on the spaces at halftime, that one of the concerns was that at, at one point in the second half, Wisconsin had been shooting 50% of its field goal attempts from three. On the season, they average 35% of their field goal attempts from three. So we talked about the fact they needed to get the ball inside. And look, Steven Crowell and Tyler Wall shot a combined seven shots from the field. They didn't get the ball inside. And when they were trying to, Steven Crowell in the first half is throwing the ball and it gets stuck between Max Klesman's legs and go out, goes out of bounds in the second half on this 22 to three Nebraska run. Wisconsin can't do anything. Max Klesman is himself just throwing the ball out of bounds. Chucky Hepburn is just throwing the ball out of bounds. Nothing is working and nothing makes sense. Everyone is trying to play hero ball. And It was a game that was so frustrating because it feels like the game we came to expect from last year's Wisconsin Badgers team that we as fans no longer believed existed. <sighs> um. First half to second half. And, and I keep coming back to this just because this was a game of, of two completely different 20 and then 25 minute periods. Um, Connor Asijan doesn't get any playing time in the second half. It, it, it was weird because he, he came in, had four minutes playing time in the first half, drained a tough contested corner three and out he goes. And I had said at this in the halftime spaces, I wonder if he's going to get playing time in the second. Because against Michigan State and against Indiana, Isijin had his time in the first half, played well in both of those games, but then doesn't come back in the second half. This is this is a pattern now for Greg Gard, where he he does not give Connor Isijin second half minutes for whatever reason, for a defensive reason. Fine, so be it. But the problem when you're not playing these guys. And Stephen Crowell looks gassed. He looks exhausted. Chucky Hepburn looks looks exhausted. Part of the reason Stephen Crowell looks exhausted is because Nolan Winter, who had some okay minutes in the first half, but just from the way Nebraska was taking away the lane, from the way Nebraska was taking away the inside, Nolan Winter was going to have a really, really, really hard time as a freshman trying to play those cleanup minutes on Stephen Crowell's behalf. Your starting center, who did not bury a shot all game and you expect your freshman then to be able to come out and do the same thing. He's not built for that yet. 
So his minutes wane in the second half, and you got all the starters playing very extended minutes in the second half. You get some just sloppy, sloppy defense by Chucky Hepburn, of all people. And some of it is maybe Chucky Hepburn trying to make a play, trying to get the ball and try to go. And when you get that from Chucky Hepburn, you do take a little bit of the good with the bad because there's going to be more good than bad because his, you know, his steal rate is incredibly high. One of the best in Wisconsin Badgers program history. Um, But there's, there's late reach in fouls in close one possession games. Another one that he probably shouldn't have gotten away with on the possession prior and ultimately, it's part of the reason this game goes to overtime, um, because following the free throws that ensue from a bad Chucky Hepburn, you know, reaching Tiki Tack, playing defense fatigued foul, then AJ Store needs to go and get a bucket on the other end just to tie the game and force overtime. You got to get some of these guys minutes, and some of this is the downstream effect of uh, Kamari McGee's injury too. That that's that's for sure, uh, because. Isaac Lindsay doesn't get any minutes here. And I wrote just a couple of days for Badger Notes. One of the interesting things that we're seeing about this Kamari McGee injury is the return of Isaac Lindsay minutes, the former walk-on for the Wisconsin Badgers who got real minutes last year, was averaging something like nine minutes a game, no, six minutes a game almost. But this year is basically not playing at all until Kamari McGee, the cleanup backup point guard for Chucky Hepburn gets injured. And then the minutes that McGee was getting very closely mirrored the minutes that Isaac Lindsay had been getting in McGee's absence. Now we don't get any Isaac Lindsay minutes in this game. And I'm not, <laughs> if you know me, I'm not calling for Isaac Lindsay minutes. <laughs> Believe me, I am not. Oh, and I'm sorry to the young man. Um, he plays hard. He works hard. That, that that's for sure. But the point here isn't that I'm, I'm watching this game and desperately calling for Isaac Lindsay. The point is that I'm watching this game and noticing that maybe th there is some reason to get Isaac Lindsay some, some minutes here because if not Isaac Lindsay, somebody right. Isaac Lindsay, we talked about Connor Siege not getting any time off the bench. Like you, you move Max Klesman, let Max Klesman play the lead guard position while you take uh, Chucky Hepburn off the floor, get Connor Asijin more minutes at the two because he doesn't get any in the final 25 minutes of this game. Um, but the downstream effects of the Kamari McGee injury here, I think are really obvious because of how much Chucky Hepburn is playing in this game. Is that right? Chucky Hepburn played 40 one minutes and uh, he typically plays like 30 37 um on a night but if he's getting basic like if he's getting the same amount of rest with five more minutes of game time that's not good mm. That's why he's exhausted at the end of the first, or sorry, at the end of the second half and then can't play defense in overtime. No.
this was a loss that comes from a lot of different places. Mainly because the offense couldn't put it together. You have a veteran point guard in Chucky Hepburn who is, who is look, he, he is exhausted, but who is not able to calm down the offense around him enough so that you get your, your one performer on the night in AJ store who is taking absurd shots to end the game. Uh, and I do not mean absurd in a good way. Although it's some, uh, sometimes it's absurd in a good way uh, because he has 28 points in the night. He had 18 in the first half, 10 in the second half. Really, really great. One shy of his career high. Uh, Stephen Crowell uh, tied his career high in rebounds in this game. Uh, that, that is the one good thing here, right, is, is Stephen Crowell. For what he did not score, he did clean up uh, on the defensive glass, which is good. But AJ Store took just a bad three-point attempt uh, that ended up either tying or ring the game like within one or something at the very end of regulation. He hit it, but it was no, 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 no. He hit the one in overtime and it was dumb. He missed the one in regulation and that was dumb. AJ store takes another bad look in overtime. Some just jump shots and great guard said it in his post in his post game presser that they had been settling for jump shots in the first half. Like what, what I said there is that you know they, they couldn't get the post touches. They couldn't get the shots in the paint, couldn't get the shots in the lane, and that really hurt them. Great guards, full quote after the game that I thought was very prescient was, I thought we got completely away from what makes us good. The shots we settled for at times, and then obviously turning the ball over. Gambling defensively when we didn't need to gamble, just doing some very uncharacteristic things. Well, <laughs> I thought we got it completely away from what makes us good. Yeah, sounds like a complaint like I made about Stephen Crowell and Tyler Wall combining for seven shots in this game compared to the win over Nebraska where they combined for 15. The shots we settled for at times. Okay, that sounds like that. And then also some of these poor shots that somebody like AJ Store settles for. Um things of that nature. And then obviously turning the ball over. Yes. Complaining about the fact that they had a million turnovers and million turnovers very quickly in the second half and just bad turnovers by people just throwing the ball into the stands. Gambling defensively when we didn't need to gamble. Uh, that's, you know, Chucky Hepburn trying to reach in, trying to make a play. We talked about that, but some of that I think is on you, Greg guard, some of it. And I, I gotta say, I'm, People uh, might be right to call me a Greg Gard apologist. I'll, I'll call me a defender, uh, but that's I, I think Greg Gard get, gets it all gets it all right there. Uh, all right. Badgers missed their last four shots from the field in this game. It was uh, it was tough. It's tough. To watch. Uh, and as we approach this 25 minute mark of my rant, I, I plan to put a mid show break in here. We're not even going to be able to do it. We, we, we got an end to the show break here. We're going to break down Wisconsin Purdue, which is now a game for who will have the outright lead in the Big Ten standings on Sunday. 
Uh, we're going to break that down for you on the show tomorrow. Uh, I am 13, 14, 14 hours, uh, 13 and a half hours away from uh, interviewing with our esteemed guest on that show to preview Badgers, Boilermakers, Big Ten lead. Got to have it. Uh, and Wisconsin needs to do better. Wisconsin needs to be unafraid to go into the paint because in this game, Badgers were against Nebraska, and that's bad. That's not good if you now have to go into a game where you got Zach Eady on your hands, who is better at taking away the inside than anybody else in the game. It's going to be tough, but it should still be electric. Wisconsin has everything in front of them, everything in front of them. You are tied atop the Big Ten standings. Now you go out and get a win. Purdue, the same team. Lost at Nebraska by a bigger margin than this. Also, with Zach Eady being taken away, their starting center, the same vein that Steve McCrowell was taken away in this one. All right, that's fine. You go out and you believe, look, we kind of got got here. We got a game to win. And we're going to preview exactly how, why the Badgers and the Boilermakers can win that game on Sunday. We're going to put that into your feed. Right away tomorrow morning. Thank you for listening to my unhinged rant on Wisconsin. <laughs>